Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. If you enjoy My Beautiful Stories, please support us. We are currently unfunded and all your support is gratefully received. Welcome to episode 6 of series 4. Today's story is provided by and recorded by Tammy. It fits so comfortably, like an extension of my own hand. My pen has been a part of me, conduit of my thoughts, my feelings, for several decades now. It saw me through many years of school and study, scrawling notes in class and labouring through endless exams. Studies over, I strapped on my backpack to explore the world in days before email or Wi-Fi. In those few years, my pen wrote regular letters and postcards back to loved ones eager to hear about our adventures. Eventually succumbing to suggestions of settling down, I found myself working in various offices. It never occurred to me to take my pen with me, always using standard office supplies for work. Those pens never fitted so neatly, nor wrote so clearly. Although I actually had quite a good time working there, there was somehow less joy and excitement in those grown-up jottings. Then our children arrived, and my pen was mostly used for shopping lists and diary entries. Somehow, though, these everyday notes, often jotted onto scraps torn off envelopes or cereal boxes, felt filled with love. As the children grew, and I was ready to reconnect with myself as an individual, my pen more often carried thoughts, ideas and dreams into journals and notebooks. And those scraps of paper. I was ten years old when my dad gave me this pen. We had had to pass tests at school to prove we could move on from pencils so my parents were proud of this evidence of my growing skills, although my handwriting has never been of the copperplate variety. When giving me the pen, my parents said they knew how much I enjoyed writing and hoped I always would. Apart from my enjoyment and finding stories all around, I really appreciate how my pen can somehow make sense of my thoughts. Muddled midnight ramblings become coherent sentences with clearer direction once I touch my pen to paper. But it has to be this pen the one that perfectly fits the bump in my finger, the one that has the right size nib to make my tiny handwriting more legible, the one that has my name as it was at ten years old engraved on the end of it, the pen that holds a lifetime of dreams and will play such an important role in manifesting those to come. Thank you for the story, Tammy. I think this is an example of a a dear object story that we had in mind when we created that season, an object that's meaningful and stayed with us for so long and kept that meaning. I must say, I am a bit envious of you because, first of all, you had interesting things to write with your pen and then you could also write them down. I remember myself experiences from my childhood exactly that kind of stage where uh, you had to swap from a pencil to a pen. And I don't think... I, I had always had problems with my handwriting and I don't think I've ever passed that stage. I think I'm still, to be honest, if it was if it was a fair competition, I would still be writing with a pencil. 
Yeah, I guess because you have this graphia, computers coming in were your saving grace and podcasts are probably even better a medium for you if you can just dictate what you are thinking straight into a microphone. So where shall we start with discussing this complex story? The pen that is so much more than just a pen. The pen that became an ally, a friend, a reminder, an extension of herself. How shall we start? I really like the aspect of the extension of yourself, the writing extension of yourself. And I'll keep carrying on with my jealousy because I never had it. <laughs> But I remember different people, but specifically one of my lecturers at university who always had an old pen in his um, chest pocket. And it was a big ritual for him when he was taking it out. We're kind of looking at him and I was always thinking, he's going to write now, he's going to write now something, something significant. It, was, it wasn't just kind of, oh, I'm going to just put some random thoughts on paper. It took time to remove that pen, think about it, remove the cap, and then the writing would happen. I almost, I'm not sure whether it's a similar process for you, Tammy, but I almost see it like, this is my writing part now, getting out, and it's going to do its job. This is actually so interesting, because we haven't had time to discuss the story before we listen to it today. And yet you are touching on exactly the same thing that I wanted to discuss as well. And that is the creative process. Because I am a firm believer that a great part of the creative process is the environment where we do it. Or the little acts, the mini rituals that we need to have happen so that we start. So just a quick question from me because I'm not as creative as you or Tammy, do you think that you just need those rituals as a reminder and then the creative process just flows anyway? Or do you think that you absolutely need them to kick off your, uh, your creative process, otherwise it won't happen? Interesting question, because I would say it's both. The pen or the mini rituals can function both as a cue as an alert that we are creative in a specific way, but also as a facilitator. And I would argue that um, paying attention to these uh, small rituals that we need is really important to, yeah, maybe first of all, to kickstart us. Sometimes we may be aware that we are or have been in childhood a creative person, but often the reason why we cannot start or we are at a stop is that we do not have the right tools or environment to do this and we're not even aware that we need those or we can't be honest with ourselves and acknowledge that there are certain things that we need to do in order to start writing or creating. And by this, I don't really mean the comfort of a big office or of a plush chair, but rather all those sensory experiences which, particularly as grown-ups, we tend to take for granted or to avoid thinking about. Whereas, as children, we gave those so much thought, we gave them so much importance. Tammy mentions this pen, how she sensed its importance, how it perfectly fit her finger how it became part and parcel of that creative process early on. 
Interestingly, for those grown-up jottings, as she calls them, Tammy never brings the pen along. This, to me, in itself is a sign that she sensed the different role that the pen had. She didn't bring the pen to her office job, but rather kept it for those cherished moments of pure creation or simply joy. And I know you were never attracted or attached to a pen in your own creative experience, but I would argue that um, the creative process looks different for each of us. Myself, for example, I need to see space ahead of me. It is perhaps connected to when I first started writing in the small room that I shared with my sister when I was little, where the only place the desk could physically be was when it was facing the window. We've spoken about this before. And it's that view from the window that sustained me when the space was too small to fit us both as we grew. I bathed in the space that the window provided and wrote profusely then. So in a similar fashion, I've noticed that as a grown-up, I gravitate towards windows for anything remotely creative. Now I have a choice on whether to face the wall or the window, and I always choose the window. But it's not just what we see or the tools we are using, but also so many other things. The colors we surround ourselves with can be conducive to creativity for ourselves or exactly the opposite. Some of us may light candles or incense sticks and we might take it for granted or shake it off as unimportant. But in my view, it's these small, apparently insignificant steps which can make so much of a difference to whether and how we create. And depending on what senses are the strongest in us, it doesn't need to be visual. So I know you are more visual, but for me, it's the sound and especially music that surrounds me and and is in every room that's conducive to those kinds of feelings. Oh yeah, definitely. And I can tell your mood by what music you're listening to or or whether you are switching on the music or not. Definitely, if you're too tired, there will be silence in the house. Anyway, I guess what I wanted to touch on is that um, recreating an environment that can be conducive to creativity is so important and is that very first step in actually being creative. I've definitely come to this conclusion in my older age. But also... Coming back to that extension of self that you started off with, this pen is so much more to Tammy than just a pen, isn't it? It's a reminder of her story, of the trust that her parents have invested her with. I loved how she mentioned them being proud, that she felt she had received that pen when she had finally acquired the skills required for writing. I guess the pen is a reminder and a permission to be creative and we often need that, don't we? often need someone else to vest their confidence in us so that we take that first step. And this is a story with a happy end because Tammy is already manifesting that creativity and is becoming that writer that she was always meant to be. And just one other point for me to note, Tammy, is that Looks like your parents really got you a high quality pen because the pens we got our kids and the ones I might have had never lasted for more than a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So it looks like there's still some life in it and it's going to serve you 
for uh, for many writing experiences. Indeed. And I would like to add one more thing, actually, because it was with great curiosity that I received Tammy's story, as I know a little more about her interests. She crochets and crafts and knits, and her house is filled with beautiful things that have meaning. And in fact, she gifts such things in meaningful ways to her friends. So I was wondering what she would choose as her thing that mattered. I think I was expecting something like a cardigan. Gosh, those take such a long time. Or maybe that was just my expectation. Never have actually finished a knitted cardigan myself. But interestingly, Tammy didn't send us a story about a thing that she had made, but rather about a thing that enabled her to be, to be more, to have purpose, to grow. Our recommendation for today is a film, The Piano, written and directed by Jane Campion. And we had a bit of a discussion whether we should be recommending it this week, because my argument is always, if it's too known, then almost what's the benefit of you finding out again about it? But Alexandra's point is that even if you watch it again and we remind you about it, there's still value in it. And for me, this is a perfect example of how an object is a that extension that creative extension of us and if we miss it it's just our life uh, daily life is missing an essential part of us and in this case the object is um, a bit more more sizable than a pen it's actually a full-size grand piano and that's why the whole the the part of the intrigue is well can i can I carry it and is it practical to take that object with me but it is so important so the protagonist tries to go through enormous lengths and enters into uh, different um, contracts and uh, ag- agreements to actually get this piano um, brought to her but uh, but yeah it's uh, I won't be giving away much more in case you don't remember you haven't watched it but it shows how that object can be significant to that creative part, which is the essential part for the main character. Following our own discussion on this film, I think we need to rewatch it as well, just to enjoy it again. This is it for today. Thank you again, Tammy, for sending us your story. If you'd like to send us your story of a meaningful object, please do so either on my Instagram account or follow the instructions in this episode's show notes on stories.com. Thank you and until next time. Until next time. For more My Beautiful Stories, go to stories.com. You can also find details there on My Beautiful Stories Coffee Club where you can support us.